Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. And as you can see, there's a slightly different intro. We haven't used that one for a while. The Reds in Europe show, but it's back. The Reds are in Europe, and we're uh, we're going to talk about the Reds in Europe. If you're watching on we're on YouTube and Twitter today, so if you want to throw your comments in nice and early, then that'll be boss. But yeah, anyway, I'm Mick, and I'm joined by Christian as usual. How are you doing, Christian? I, I was yeah, going to I was going to say your second name, but. Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can explain it then, because I couldn't explain. If 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 my uh, last name was Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, yeah. So I sent, I sent Christian a little video of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal on like an American show, and the, the American presenter was just like just basically butchered the second name. I sent it to Christian, and he he quite enjoyed it because obviously the the Swedish connection there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's um we've because obviously I've been on my holes and I've been slacking, so we haven't done um a show for a for a bit. Um and I think the first game after that was was it the Bournemouth game? We done like a we done a Twitter spaces, didn't we ahead of that one? Obviously nine nil. Yeah, good. I was like nine beers in. So <laughs> yeah, well, oh yeah, that, yeah, the Twitter space <laughs> that was hilarious. So I was just like I was yeah. just like, Christian, what do you think of the game? And you were like, uh, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> But I, but I did say though, and I remember that I said if we can have like two goals quick, like quickly have two goals, I think we would be fine because we need that, and that's what happened. So I take credit for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we we started <laughs> off the best way we could, and then obviously the Newcastle game. Um, I mean, it ended very very well. It ended very well, but it wasn't it wasn't the best game to watch in terms of we knew what Newcastle were going to do, and they they did well against. An out of form Liverpool side as well, didn't he? Yeah, that was you know it's it's a bit of a difficult thing when you uh, play Bournemouth and you win nine nil. You know when you, everything goes really well and you're just thinking, yeah, we're back on track, and then we struggle against Newcastle. If we even if we came away with the three points, and it was a great way, obviously, to end that game in that way because you know with the celebrations and all that, you, that's what you want as a supporter as well. But you don't want to sit there, you know, on your you know, and wait until the 98th minute and then win it, even if that's great, but you don't want to have that kind of drama every game. Uh, but it's hard when you do 9-0 and then struggle. And then obviously now with the derby, uh, we had our chances, didn't put them away. So, you know, it's it's a little bit tricky one where we actually are because we, we do play well 
at some part of the game. So sometimes we really look sloppy. So still there's something, like we said before, that's not really, you know, clicking or it's not actually the rhythm that we're after. So it's still problems and hopefully we can we can just get it sorted, you know, sooner than rather than later. Yeah, just before we get into the Everton game, we've just got a few comments. We've got Doug in. Hello, Mick and Christian. Nice one, Doug. Uh, Hello. The Road the End Pod, Dom. Nice one. You've been away. You never rubbed our nose in that, mate. Yeah, just just a picture of a, me having a mythos in front of the pool every day just to wind Christian up. Just just yeah. had, to do, had, had to do it. Yeah. Uh, the 9-0 was a freak. Uh, the real test was Newcastle, and we came through it. Uh, and the in nice one, and uh, afternoon lads, the cater situation stinks. Yeah, we'll get on to that in a sec. And then um, Dom's agreeing with uh, Ant. Um, yeah, so the Everton game, let's just talk about that one obviously a bit more in detail because that's the most recent one. Obviously, we just spoke about the Newcastle one and the uh, Bournemouth one. But the starting 11 for the uh, the Everton game, obviously, uh, Robertson dropped to the bench, Simicas came in. And he went proper, Klopp went proper balls out uh, or balls deep with the midfield. Just went Elliot, Fabinho and Carvalho. That was a that was a surprise, wasn't it? I was definitely surprised. I thought Midley would def- definitely play that one. Yeah, you know, I had like a, I put on Twitter, you know, asking people if they would prefer actually to have a midfield with Carvalho, Elliot and Fabinho playing. But that was not for the derby though. <laughs> Because <laughs> a derby is a derby, and I guess you know we were all thinking that Milner would play because you need them legs in the midfield uh, in the middle of the park to you know uh, d- defensively and also someone who's experienced. But yeah, uh, when that came out, you know I was a little bit excited, but you could tell straight away it wasn't the most clever uh, thing to do. Yeah, I think you could see straight away, couldn't you? The first like maybe 10, 15 minutes that. It was wasn't gonna be a classic, but it was one of them. Like they could have, they could have won it, and we could have won it. And I think it's just one of them. Like Pickford saved what made eight saves, I think, uh, yeah. in the game. Nunes could have scored an, an absolute near enough a, a Torres carbon copy against uh, Blackburn, where he chests it off the Carragher long ball and loops it over the keeper, and he uh, Pickford saves it. And obviously Diaz hits the the post or the bar after that. And then Salah misses, um, well, Pickford saves Salah's chance towards the end. So we had more than enough chances, but like, I'm um, just going to have a little quick look at the stats if we, if I can find them on here. Um, shots on target. Do we have many shots on target? We did, definitely, but I can't find them. Can't find them, Christian. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They're but um, were you impressed with Everton? <laughs> I think their their setup was pretty much so predictable, wasn't it? They were just going to sit back and counter, and the counter attack was pretty good, to be fair. Especially when we had corners, that was dangerous. Oh yeah, I, I, didn't, ex- I, I didn't expect us to be that bad, even when we had you know offensive corners to let them actually go and win the ball and you know play us straight through us in that way because. That looked dangerous like three times, I think. Three times they had that chance where I thought they actually yeah. were going to score. And once Alisson saved us, you know, in a, with a proper save, even if the ball comes straight at him, he needs to come out and actually make himself big. But I didn't expect us to be that sloppy in that way. Uh, I did expect Everton to fight because, you know, they know that uh, they're not as skilled as this Liverpool team. Even if we haven't been, you know, at our best, we are really great when we are good and they know that and they actually did fight you can tell it good somewhere you had a good atmosphere as well so i expected a fight from everton i didn't expect them to be that you know playing that 
well that they did, but I think that we still didn't, you know, put up a fight as we expect us to do. And that's the problem, I still think, during the season, like in the start of it, because like we said earlier when we did the, I think it was, I can't remember if it was just before the Bournemouth game or whatever it was, uh, but we said that you can, you can, you can play badly but you still need to put in a fight because you can actually win games by not playing well, but you, you fight. You can look at Tottenham actually doing that. They haven't been impressive, but they, you know, they're kind of fighting, running, and they come away with three points in some games anyway. And that's that's what you need. If you're not playing well, you need to put in the fight and then you can come, come away with three points and you get three points and you can actually get a grip in the top of the table. But if you don't do that, then you have problems. Yeah, I think it was the Man United game where we both done a show yeah. straight after and it was just like <laughs> yeah. where's the where's the fucking I give a fuck about this game because it just it just wasn't there I found the stats I found the stats they're not that interesting we had loads of shots we had 23 shots they had 14 we had eight on target of course like I mentioned before Pickford saved eight um they had three on target we had 61 percent possession which you can expect but it's just the, the same cutting edge isn't there I think that I think that midfield we picked if we were in tip-top form and tip-top condition that midfield thrives but when you're in a position where we're in at the moment in terms of fitness form (laughs) injuries then it doesn't really um relate onto the field in the same way that you're um you want it to uh but there's a few comments we'll just fly through as well uh road end pod once we get the midfield maestro back in the midfield i can see things really changing yeah he was training today i saw which is um boss news uh, Doug's back in. The last one you guys did was the Man United review, and the one Christian threatened to shave his head if we lost four one. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I wish that would have happened. I wish that would have happened. Uh, Peter Hansen, hello, Swedish audience here as well. Oh, nice yeah, one, Peter. Nice. Yeah, I know him. He's a good friend. Oh, good fella. Good fella. Yeah. Um, Roden Pod. I was really excited once the team got announced. I think in hindsight, though, Milner would have been a sensible choice for the scrappy game. It was always going to be. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, and hope the media start asking more questions about Keita. Look at inside Anfield, all injured players jumping, celebrating, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and Dave, the lads, nice one, Dave. Um, yeah, the the whole Keita thing, we might as well talk about that quickly. Yeah, is a bit is a bit mad, and I think Klopp got asked about him, and he said. He kind of just, he didn't really, look like he didn't really want an answer, want to answer it. And he was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's a muscle injury. He's going to be out for a while. That was it. It wasn't, he wasn't like, oh yeah, he'll be back in two weeks. And then he doesn't, he doesn't obviously get pit in the Champions League uh, squad, which I don't think is a big deal because the condensed nature of the Champions League before the World Cup's happening, which still seems mad that the World Cup's going to happen before Christmas. That just blows my mind every time I think about it. Yeah. But do you reckon it's kind of obviously the mellow, uh, signing as well. To me, that just says Cater's getting binned off and Mellow's as a temporary stopgap until we maybe find a permanent solution, or if he maybe there's the permanent solution. Yeah, could be that they, you know, with the loan of Arthur now when he comes in and we get the chance to actually buy him next summer if, you know, everything goes well. I think that's the way of just see if he suits to play with us, if he has to qualities that we need and I, th- I think you know I haven't seen him that much but I remember when he came through in Barcelona very young he was good and then obviously have had his injuries and stuff but if he actually you know shows that he got the qualities and we can buy him I think that's kind of just you know rotate him in and then cater out 
Um, because like you said, when he's not picked in the Champions League squad, obviously now if he's injured and out for a longer period of time, then there's no point for him to be in the squad when we got Arthur and the other players coming back. But, you know, without Klopp actually saying anything else than just saying, you know, well, like you said, don't really want to talk about it. It's it's hard to tell, but I, I just get the feeling that we won't really see Kate much play, you know, play in the Liverpool shirt because obviously with his contract running out as well, there's, there's no point anymore. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, you know, I had hopes for him many times. He still get injured and he hasn't really shown um, to be the player that we saw when he was in Leipzig. So, you know. Yeah, and that's the most frustrating thing, isn't it? Because he's, he's, he's a good player. He's been for a few seasons now as well. So, you know, he, but you, you can't feel that he actually played. Like, you, you've seen him score a few goals. He had a great games, but... It's like he's a player that you always forget about that he actually plays for Liverpool. Yeah, because I think we always expect him to be the um, the player that we bought in the, in the same way. But I think he last year he, I think he was good at being the Ginny Wijnaldum left side of a midfield three. I think he had to tailor his game a lot to do that in the same way Wijnaldum had to. He was an attacker midfielder or left winger. So sometimes for Holland and Newcastle, he had to tailor his game to be a left centre mid for us, and he was perfect at it because he had all the. Uh, attributes like shielding the ball and ball carrying and um, passing. And the lungs as well. He could run up and down all the time. Yeah, yeah, the engine. The, he, had all, he ticked all the boxes and that's why he was a perfect clock player. So uh, I think Kate had got himself to a good level in terms of that last year. But I just think there's too many. I mean, one Alden was never injured. Kate is always injured. So when you go from one Alden to Kate, then you need good backups. And obviously Thiago is the main one and their Kate is the backup and the both between them aren't available enough, which is the most frustrating thing. Uh, but Rodan Pods put, I was glad Klopp noticed the Blues exploiting our right when he put Milner there and had the ball to change it and bring in Joel Lord. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mark G, nice one, Mark, jumping in. Afternoon, Mick and uh, Chris. Dave's but I think something has happened with Naby other than an injury. Yeah, I think it looks like that at the moment. Uh, and then Rodan Pod, I don't think he's injured, Dave, and muscle injuries, things have covered up. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> who knows to be fair but I think all the signs just like what's been going on I think he did he come back into training and then he got injured again did he I don't know yeah, I'm just I think, yeah I think the information was that he was actually back and probably uh, available and then he you know wasn't in the squad again and then reports came saying he was injured again so <laughs> you know and, and Jay's Jay's put told you because Jay, when was it, Jay? I can't remember. I think it was it was about a month or two ago, and Jay was like, I think Jay pretty much said, I think something else is going on rather than a fitness. And I, I think, to be honest, Jay, I kind of laughed like, I don't believe that, but you're right, lad. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, Mark G has put, looking forward to Ramsey being fit to give Trent a rest, and when Mel- Millie is needed, can slot in mid instead of that at RB. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's that's another thing where having Gomez, uh, especially oh. for the game tomorrow, which we'll come on to in terms of slotting Gomez over to the right, maybe and keeping Trent out. But we we do we do need an, a second option for uh, Trent, don't we? What's the status with Ramsey? Do you know? Because you know he's been injured since he came, and uh, yeah. I think Klopp said something about a back injury because he's growing and all that, but. You know, you have, you don't hear anything that he's you know soon back or you know I th- this. I think he was training. I think the, uh, the Liverpool Twitter page like posted he, he was training last week. I don't think he was in the training today, so he might just be in like 
partial training um just just for now until he gets um back up to full speed yeah. but he definitely i mean we can't put too much pressure on him because obviously we lost Necker williams to obviously give ramsey that um the whole slot to himself as the as the backup right back so we need we haven't even seen any of them yet which hopefully we will um soon uh, and to put sadly think ox and chamberlain are done with us think we should have at least sold one of them in the summer yeah who would buy them though <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the that's the thing, isn't it? I think before I think before the ox injury, I was yeah. like thinking that maybe we should try and get rid. But if there's no one there to buy him, and then he gets injured again, then you can't. There's a few to, like... rumors about West Ham being interested and stuff, but yeah, it was like ten million or something. Yeah, five between five and ten million, and then I was kind of like, that's a bit cheap. But I suppose when you factor in the fucking injuries and that, it's just yeah, ridiculous. Um, the Fulham review, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I think we were. I think Christian was in his car. He's those days. He's he's upgraded now. He's, he's on, <laughs> exactly. He's, he's on his laptop. <laughs> uh, let's just go through the, a couple of these. Uh, Dom's back in. Trent is is either a shattered or b in need of some competition. More than likely, a bit of both. Yeah, Defo and Ans. But I'm looking forward to seeing Ramsey. Trent badly needs a rest. Yeah, that's just one of them, and it like we need we need that backup. And I think. Yeah. And players would push each other, you know, without saying that Ramsey, you know, Trent is a different class in the way he plays in that position. But you need players that push each other, just like Tamikas has actually pushed Robertson, and he can actually give him a rest as well. So, you know, that you don't lose too much quality when you substitute that kind of players, you know, when you or you rotate or whatever. Uh, but we don't have a right back at the moment. We only have Trent and Milner, obviously, now with, with age. He, he's, you know, what we saw against Everton when he came in and played there, they he were just aiming at his side all the time, you know, when he struggled. Uh, um, and that's the thing. If he comes into midfield, I think there's another point where, which uh, another comment said before. Uh, but I think we need someone who actually pushes Trent to keep his level all the time because it feels like he's maybe tired, but also like he's he's you know he's sure he's sure that he's going to start every game, and you need sometimes to be, you know, um, woken up that you actually can't be guaranteed a place in the squad or in the first starting eleven all the time. You need someone actually push and push to keep you develop as well. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where. Where we're at with the uh, Robbo and Simicast, where Robbo's can come out for a game and Simicast is in, and you're kind of like, well, either or, because if someone's not in form exactly. or someone's not 100% there, maybe fitness wise or sharpness or whatever else it might be, then you've got an uh, you've got an option there. Uh, but I thought we've we've spent 17 minutes there on other stuff, so I just thought we'd start chatting about Napoli because I've just looking about our recent record against them so we've only played so what was it two four six games against them the last game was in November 2019 we drew 1-1 uh, at Anfield uh, we've lost we lost 2-0 uh, at their place in September 19 uh, we won 1-0 in December 2018 at Anfield we'd lost at their place in 2018, and then we won at our place in November 2010, and drew with them in um, October 2010. So two wins, two draws, two lo- two losses. I think that says it all about Liverpool versus Napoli in terms of maybe evenly matched and going to their places quite difficult. Um, Was it back what, in 2010 you... when when Gerrard scored like hat trick? He came on or something like that, or is that? Yeah, so that was the that was the November 2010. 
three one. Must win. have been in the like Europa League or something. Yeah, so Gerard, yeah. I think Gerard came off the bench. Yeah, Gerard yeah. came off the bench so. on half time and scored a second half at trick. <laughs> yeah. But at their place, which which it is tomorrow, that's gonna be more tricky. What are your what are your thoughts going into that one generally? Uh first of all, I think when they were came into the group, well, we were we have Rangers, Ajax and Napoli in our group, and I was thinking straight away, it's like not Napoli again because I'm well, it'd be bored, <laughs> you know, because it feels like we played Napoli, you know, quite often lately. But it's not that much, though. But, we, you know, we, we do struggle when we play against them. Like, we had a few games where we actually, you know, they looked easy. We won. But lately, like you said, it seems like we've been struggling. But they then they also had Ancelotti as manager as well, most of the times. And he was, he's, you know, he's brilliant in tactics and stuff. But... Uh, Napoli away is a tough game. I think it's the toughest games of a group. Anyway, like you go into Ajax or Rangers away won't be easy, but I think Napoli is the toughest one. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of you know I, I would be happy with a draw and no injuries. You know maybe rotate a little bit. You know and take that going to the other games in that group later on. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely in in a positive way. It's the hardest game out of the way early doors. You get the hardest game done, yeah. and then you can. Um, build on from there. Hopefully, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'd take a draw if we get a win, then even better. But a, a draw would be would be pretty good considering the um, the recent results we've had there. Uh, but I think they're doing quite well in terms of. I think they're top of uh, the league um, and doing quite well. Obviously, yeah. we're, we're five points. And I was just saying that they they have a few injuries, but they're doing well in their CBA. So you know, it's it's you know they still. Doing well without maybe the best players. I think the striker had a little bit of problems. Not sure if he's gonna play tomorrow or not, but I just read that you know he might be out. Yeah, Osserman Oss- is it? I think he might be. I think he's. A, I think he's a doubt, which is obviously yeah. good news. Uh, but yeah, going into that one, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those difficult games, I think. But I thought we'd just talk about lineups because obviously we've mentioned before about the Everton game where Simicast came comes in for. Robbo, and we go uh, Elliot, Fabinho, and Carvalho. What type of changes do you reckon he, he makes for this one? Do you, reckon, do you reckon Mello comes in? Do you reckon Jota comes in? There's there's a few people, and obviously Thiago back in training today. I don't think he'll maybe on the bench, but I don't think he'll start after the injury. Yeah, maybe on the bench in a few minutes, if depending on the on the score as well, because you don't want to put him into a game which is still very intense. If it's more if he could control it. But I think there will be some rotation, yes. And well, why not see Arthur start a game, you know, uh, you know, and rest some of the others that has played now and also ahead of Wolverhampton on Saturday. You know, we need to kind of rotate a bit and, and rest players as well because there will be many games now up until the World Cup, as you mentioned. So, um, yeah, I could see Milner, Arthur and probably Fabinho in midfield to start with. Because yeah. I think Curtis Jones is out now as well, isn't he? Because I saw, I just read something now today that he was not spotted in training, so he might not be fit yet. Or just yeah. had a setback or whatever. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre one because he wasn't. He was in training because obviously the Liverpool Twitter uh, posted it. Uh, and when I say Liverpool Twitter, I mean the Liverpool official page, not like Liverpool Twitter, like all the gimps and that. Uh, <laughs> Jones was. He was in training, and then he wasn't on the bench for um, Everton game. So I don't know. I mean, I hope it's not something else. I hope it's not another injury because that's the f- 
fucking last thing we need. We need players coming back from injury because yeah. it seems to just keep getting injuries all the time, which is what, what not what we need at this moment. Um, Rodan Pods, but Napoli was a horrific proposition a couple of years back. They've lost a hell of a lot of, hell of, a lot of players, including their spines. I'm quietly confident. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Because we've only played them six times, it's hard to gauge, isn't it? Where we're up to and where they're up to. But when we've played them, like in the what was it, eighteen and nineteen seasons, um, so like we played them in that September two thousand nineteen at their place, and they beat us two 0 and that was probably when we had a well, that was when we had a good side. Uh, <laughs> so it's hard to gauge, but I think, like you said, if we it's a, it's, a, it's a nice change from what we've been doing, which is the Premier League, and it's kind of, we've been having every game going, right, we need to really have a good performance here and show the fight that like you mentioned before after the Man United catastrophe and then beating Bournemouth, and you thought, right, here's the, the start of us starting to put some wins together, and obviously but then we beat Newcastle, which was great, but then we drew again with Everton, which I don't know how much you can read into, because I think we, we tend to struggle at Goodison anyway, apart from obviously last year where we battered them, but maybe we're starting to get to the point where we're looking a bit better. But I don't think we have control of games anywhere near as good as we should be. But I think with the loss of Thiago and players like that, then that, that's bound to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think, like you said now as well, like we, we, we do look good in some periods of like in the derby. We, we do look good, but we, we lose that momentum as well quite quickly and I, I don't know what the problem is really but if we just too if we're just too lazy too sloppy if we're tired but we need to you know be more be able to control the games more and I think against Napoli away as well you know you can't just you have to go there and fight, fight as well because it will be a tough game uh, I, I was thinking that maybe you know even if Luis Diaz is one that can run forever it seems like <laughs> when you look at him maybe he could Need a rest, or maybe come in in the second half, and you put Jota, Jota on the left uh, with Nunez or Firmino, uh, you know, as a striker and top front. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, should Jota go in and play straight away, or should he be used as a sub? Because I'm thinking, I'm just happy that he's back because he's scored loads of goals last season, and we need someone who can actually change games or come in from the bench and score goals, or even start if you need, you know, to rotate as well because he's he's got the quality. Well, it's, it's nice to obviously came on against Everton and looked. I mean, he was getting stuck in like he like Diego Diego Jota does. Uh, but I think it's nice to have the option to drop, or well, not drop Diaz, but like rotate Diaz a little bit more because obviously the the um, the Palace game, he was like a man possessed. He was running everywhere, and I think he's been the same, and he's been just legging it everywhere. But he, he, there's been times at the end of the games where he's looked absolutely fucked. And I think that's yes. where we need to have those. <laughs> those rotation uh, periods of games, like 60-30, like Klopp likes to do. Maybe maybe play Jota the last 30 or vice versa, just stuff like that. Um, but everyone's been throwing the um, team predictions in. So let's just have a little look through everyone's and see what uh, we've got at the minute. So Doug's gone for Ali, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Simikas, Fabinho, Arthur. Is it Arthur or Arthur? I like Arthur just because the cartoon. I'm just going to go Arthur, why not? Uh, Fabinho, Arthur, Elliot, uh, Diaz, Jota, Salah. Uh, and gone for Ali, Robbo, Matip, Gomez, Trent, Arthur, Fab, Elliot, Salah, Diaz, Jota. Have a feeling Verge get a rest. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think about that one, to be fair. Uh, and then uh, Dom's gone for Ali, Gomez, Matip, Van Dijk, Simicast, Fab, Arthur, Elliot, Salah, Diaz, Jota. 
Dave's gone for Ali Robbo, Matip, Van Dijk, Gomez, Arthur, Fab, Elliot, Diaz, Nunes, Salah. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, lad? Yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I don't mind us having like the kind of the best start eleven possible because hopefully, you know, with like you said, a few plays coming back, we can, you know, make substitutions in the second half if needed, even if we, you know, leading or drawing whatever. But it's just that we actually can change the way we play and to rotate and actually be prepared for Wolves as well. Uh, because like I said, there will be many games. We need to have these options. Uh, and I kind of like maybe Elliot, uh, you know, I like how Elliot plays, but maybe he needs to be, you know, a little bit of a rest as well. He's, you know, he's, even if he's young and fresh in that perspective, still thinking of even even if he hasn't shown it, I'm still thinking of that, you know, the injury that he had last season that now he played many games, maybe he needs to come up for a bit. I would like to see him start because he's great, but I'm just thinking that clock maybe use like Milner, Arthur, Fabinho, for example, would Elliot be able to come in? Uh, I do like to see Nunez start because I think we just want him to, you know, score goals. Um, get rhythm as well. Yeah, exactly, because now he has been, uh, since the suspension, you know, he just came back. So it's good if he can just come back and actually play games because that's what he needs to be able to score goals as well. And he, he is, you know, the the star transfer if you like uh you know loads of money that we spent on him he's a young uh, kid that scored many goals in Benfica he started well for us so we just want him to get off the mark properly so uh don't mind him actually uh starting uh but I've got a feeling that it might be for me now anyway yeah I I think it'll be Nunes like you said just because he was out of the team for three games so I think we need to get him back up to speed and if we can use Champions League games to to get him some goals as well because I think Champions League will suit him better than it does the Premier League at the mo- at this moment in time where he is up to in his Liverpool career uh, but if we go say Diaz, Nunes and Salah and then bring Jota on um, for the last 30 which I think that would be ideal and then do the same with Nunes for Bobby um, yeah, would you Cal- actually start with Trent, or maybe even use Gomez at the right back and and get Matip in the centre, you know, central with uh, Van Dijk? I think I know. I'm torn on this one. I, I think <laughs> I think Trent starts. I think Trent, I think you go Trent, Matip, and Van Dijk, and I think yeah. Robertson because he got rested. I think Robertson starts, but I mean, I wouldn't be averse to Gomez being right back because it obviously then it gives us a bit more defensive solidity in there. But then yeah. you lose the the output that Trent gives you. But yeah. then Trent's so, not rich. So, so maybe start Matip and uh, use Gomez uh, on the bench to be able to, you know, swap Trent Swip, for Gomez later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because if you obviously if you start Gomez, then he's either he's playing 90 minutes either way, because he's playing it right back, and then you need to put him in to bring Trent on. So I think yeah. start Trent and then you can always bring like bring him off to, in the towards the end of the game. Same with the midfield as well. Like it depends if he wants to go with Melo. Like obviously Klopp said last week that he's been involved in training. He was in training today as well, but he said, Klopp said he hasn't played footy for ages, which is true. So yeah. it just depends where he's up to. But I think a, a game in the Champions League against a, a, um, a European team rather than a Premier League team is a, maybe a good start, albeit, like I mentioned, like it's, it's not been a happy hunting ground for us. Yeah, and uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's an advantage, but because obviously because he comes from the Italian league and knows the position a little bit as yeah, well, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's anything to put in consideration, but you, you never know, you know, he played, he might have played against them before and knows a bit about the players as well, so. You know. Yeah, well, anything can help if we, if, if he's the, 
one of the main reasons why we get a, a result. Then it's fucking south, aren't we? Uh, and put talking of Italian footy, thirty years to the day, football Italia started. Remember, I do. <laughs> what a show that was! Absolutely loved it. Um, but so, what in terms of your start eleven? Then have you? We've done it in bits there. Yeah, <laughs> just fly, fly through it. Go through it. What, what are you thinking? Uh, well, I'm. I'm, I'm with you at what we said. So obviously Alisson in goal. And then from the left, uh, I think there will be Robbo, Van Dijk, Matip and Trent starting with Gomes on the bench. Uh, yeah. It sounds good to me. Uh, I think it will be Milner, Fabinho and Arthur playing in the midfield because I think we need a bit of experience and some bodies in there against Napoli away uh, and maybe use Elliot in the second half for Arthur, for example. Uh, and I hope that will be... I think it will be... Jota, Nunez and Salah, and that we can, you know, bring on Diaz uh, in the second half and get him, give him some rest as well ahead of, of uh, Wolverhampton, because I think Jota, now when he's back, you know, need to obviously get his games as well to come back to form and stuff. So that could that could be a starting eleven for me. That sounds good. It's just nice to have options, isn't it? Because it's yeah. The, the, when we've been looking at the bench like the last couple of games, it's just been like, oh my god, like two keepers, loads of kids, and now we've got Thiago back in training. I think I'm not sure if Carvalho was in training today, but Mello was, Jota, uh, Mata. So there's yeah, and obviously you know Diaz could start as well with you know change you know substitute him with Jota later on. But I would like to see Jota start now because, like you said, when he came in against Everton, he looked really on it and. You know, Diaz, obviously, with him running and he's being really good as well. But I don't mind, you know, to have him actually fresh coming into a game instead of starting the game as well. Yeah, and that's it. Like, we can bring him on. Like Dom says there, like, um, Jota to get 20 to 30 tomorrow, then play Saturday against Wolves, against, obviously, his former club. So that's going to be, he's going to be bang up for that one as well. Um, but, Doug, I've got to give a shout out to this proper dad, Joe. Where is it? There we go. What is Arthur's favourite food? Marshmallow. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, let's yeah, let's hope let's hope he's as yeah. I'm trying to think of a reply to that. No. I can't. I've got I've got nothing left. I've got nothing left. Um, score predictions, lad. There's, there's, I've asked everyone to put the score predictions in. Uh, what do you reckon? Well, I said before that I would be happy with the draw uh, away against Napoli because I think it will be much, I wouldn't say much easier, but easier to go and play away against Ajax and Rangers. Um, but I would say just go with 1-1. I get, just got a feeling that, you know, it would be quite a tight game and then both both team scores. So 1-1. Yeah, Boring, I know, but that's, that's, that's the way it is. I'll take a one-one, but it's it's like it depends who plays. Like if he goes like proper for it, then we've got yeah. a good chance. But I don't know of the way we've been playing. It's either he thinks right, we're just gonna see what happens and go for it. And if we if we lose, then sound. But he or or just think like let's be conservative and let's just get a draw and let's just and then we can we can build on that because like I said, it's probably the most difficult game of the group. So um, yeah, and I'm already you know I'm already in my mind you know focusing on Wolves because I really want us to you know you know win. Uh, I, I know we won nine 0 against Bournemouth and all that, but I want us to you know put in a great performance in the Premier League to you know start doing well there as well. I know Champions League obviously will be folks as well but this is the hardest away game in that group so i don't see this game as you know the the game that will make us go through it will be the other games so yeah if we do lose 
I don't like it, but that's not that's important. That's actually winning against Wolves on Saturday at home. Yeah, Wolves. Wolves is the massive one, definitely, especially in Alberoni. What are we? Five points off top, off the top, which is yeah. So, is it? Oh, six, I know it's six, isn't it? Six points off top, but yes. So we really need three points on Saturday. Yeah, and I think last year, I think we were after six games last year, we were on. I think we were top on fourteen points, so we're only we're only five points off last year, and we're only six off top this year, considering how bad we've been. Um, I mean, how bad we've been, relatively speaking, in terms of how good we usually are. I think that's the kind of thing we're used to as being so good. So when we're not, it's much more noticeable. But uh, Anne's gone for two two. Uh, Dom's gone for one one. Uh, Dom's gone for two nil to the Reds. Um, shout out to Paul. Paul's in. Nice one, Paul. Um, anyone else? Jay has gone for lose 2-1 reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? If we win 2-1, then yeah, we'll have a chat about that next time. Uh, Mark's gone for 2-0. And I think that's everyone I've got there. Uh, and then Ant's just put a comment, actually. I didn't see this one. Sorry, Ant. Uh, automated offsides, lads, as well. Starts tonight. I haven't read that much about this. And I don't know too much about it, to be honest. You, have you read anything about this, Christian? No, I only heard about it being used in the World Cup. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard anything about it in the Champions League, to be honest. No, I hadn't. To be fair, I saw I saw obviously the stuff about the World Cup stuff, but I wasn't sure if it was happening um, in terms of Champions League and that. But yeah, will yeah. be interesting though. It will be. <laughs> More more shit to talk about when it goes wrong inevitably. Exactly. <laughs> more more tech stuff that will take away all the emotions from the game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, the jokes are flying out here. The dad joke was a bit melodramatic. And Jay's put he'll do half a job in midfield. I don't want I don't want half doing half a job. I'd, and all these jokes flying around, I'm, I'm just dying to start singing the Arthur theme tune, which I'm not going to do. I'm going to get out of here before I start doing that. I was just uh, going to say that, you know, I, it was on Twitter before, but it's kind of funny if we look back, like, what was it like? Uh, what is it? Ten, back in 2010, when we played uh, Napoli away and we saw that starting 11. Did you see that on Twitter? And we look yeah. at you know how far we have come. Even if we're not really, you know, in a position now, we're thinking we really, really great. But if you look back, you know the the seasons that's been, and we've been great. We won all the titles. And you look at you know who actually started that game. Do you remember the starting eleven? Yeah. So I was on the Redman yesterday, and Paul asked this question, and I got I got a few of them. To be fair. The one I got quickest was the Ivanovic one because I thought I saw like he got he got referenced on like fucking Australian TV or whatever, and I was just like, couldn't have picked the worst player to to fucking. But, no, but we, we had we, we had Pepperina, we had Martin Kelly, Skirtle, Carrigan, Konchesky, John Shelby, Spearing, Christian Paulson, and then we had Jovanovic, Babel, and Gog, uh, and Gog. That is horrific, isn't it? It really is. Like, like Cara's been just like, I mean, in terms of defence, I suppose it's not that bad, Baron Konchesky, but mid, that midfield, I mean, Jay Spearin minus, because Jay Spearin sound. We've, we've done an interview with Jay Spearin. I'm not going to lump him in with fucking Christian Poulsen, who's probably one of the <laughs> worst players to ever pull on a Liverpool shirt. Milan Jovanovic as well is probably up there as one of the worst. Yeah. He was the whole fucking Superman diving header against Arsenal. Yeah. What was he what was he fucking doing that day the Hmong? Um but yeah, let's have a look what else we've got. 
Jay has put Mick Berger debut cough plug. That's tomorrow, Jay. That's tomorrow. I think tomorrow was tomorrow in 1996 was Paddy Berger's debut. Uh, but and Jay wants me to talk about his interview on the Copite Origins um, stuff, which if you want to go and have a look for it, just type in Copite Podcast pa- Patrick Berger. You'll find them all. You'll find them all on there. Uh, but I'll post about that one tomorrow, Jay. Don't worry. Um, Richie's going. Uh, two one to us. It's going to be a, a tough one. I'll take um, that yeah, <laughs> Ivanovic head and floor. <laughs> what that oh. was? That was the so that was the uh, that was the Ngog scored. I think Joe Cole got sent off. But that, uh, it's that's like the you know the worst mid- misjudgment of a ball that I ever seen in my life. You know that you know you, we would be able to do it drunk. So you know, and he's just I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> uh, I meant because we won't have a show till late on that one. Yeah, Jay, I know, I know, I know. I'll but I'll tweet, I'll tweet about it. I'll tweet about it. If you haven't seen the the um, Berger interview with Jay, then go and have a watch of it on the Copite Origin. So there's Paddy Berger, there's Robbie Fowler, and there's Sammy Ipia. So there's all three on there. So go and have a watch of all them. And Jay, if you want to just, you might as well tell everyone who the next one's going to be. Just put it in the comments. Why not? Why not? We're gonna. We're going to be wrapping up in 30 seconds. We'll, we'll leave with that. <laughs> uh, and then adventures. All right, lads, good to be back. What do you think about Salah being made to assist more out wide to accomplish uh, Nunes as a nine, where with Mane they had the freedom to rotate in and out? Adam. Nice one, Adam, for the um, comment. What, what are your thoughts on that one, Christian? Um, I think this, uh, that, that it's a good point. I think, you know, Salah, it looks like he's more of a provider now than actually going more focused on goals. But uh, it's also a thing where, you know, the oppositions have actually, you know, they did it last season as well, even if Salah was really, you know, you score his goals and stuff. But, you know, they have kind of learned the way he plays as well. Uh, so doesn't look as dangerous as it was like the two, three first seasons, but he, he still creates loads of chances. But I, I think there's a point that with Nunes playing that Salah will actually be more of a provider from his side as well. Not So it's more of a, like a 50-50 situation where it's not actually that kind of a winger who goes um, more central. I think, you know, leaving that space for Nunes is, a, is an idea that is really good because he's that kind of striker. Uh, with that said, though, I don't want Salah to become more of a player that goes wide and looking for assists. I still want him to be, you know, around the box and even more into the box as well because he he will get those penalties in that way as well and he do score goals from, you know, different ang- angles as, as well. But um, it's a fair point uh, and I hope that he can actually provide for Nunes. It's just more of a, you know, question of Nunes actually start scoring as well because... I put money on Salah being the top, you know, being the top of the assist league this season. So I just hope that continues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw like a a heat map side by side of like last year and this year so far, and it's similar. I just think it's certain part of the midfield where if it, it, it's, I mean, the the club system so like it's so like. Um, Set up in such a way where that if we have like certain players in like a Thiago and then the, the midfield is all automatically further forward on that left side, so that you, you get more space on the right side, and it's just little things like that. Where once we get Thiago back, I think we'll see um, 
Salad in a more central position because I think we need to see him there more. I think definitely because we haven't, it hasn't been enough this year. Obviously, he scored a couple and, and played well in some games, but we we need to see more of him in the game where he can really get at people and, and show how good he is. Um, but Jay's put the Copite Origins episodes four is about Mich Moran. Oh, sound that'll be like <laughs> or Juve be the shortest episode intro. He's a prick. End of episode. Man, will be even shorter than that then. I'll just be like, didn't play for Liverpool, fuck off. That'll be it. That'll be the end of it. Um, Antico, that Asaidi Suso tweet Mick shows how far we've come. Yeah. yeah. Done like, just saw Nori Sahin was 34 yesterday, and I just found one of his goals against West Brom, I think. And it's like Suso passing to Asaidi, passing to Sahin. And it's just like, fucking hell. That, that feels like a long time ago, that, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I actually could have been at that game, if I remember right. But anyway, when you posted that tweet, I felt like if he's turning 34, because I remember he actually came through at Dortmund and he was 17, 18. So now when you posted that, you know, it makes makes me feel old, even if I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that old, lads. You're only, what, three years older than me? Four? Yeah, yeah just um, turned 36 in July. So you, still, you four, really... still, still four years to go until the, you know, the famous 40. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jay's 36, is that right, Jay? I'm not sure. 36 or between 36 and 40, Jay, I think Jay is. <laughs> and he wasn't. Um, and then, yeah, what else have we got? Uh, let's have a look. Ads asking, where is Jay? Jay? Jay's in work. I mean, you wouldn't think he was in work because he's put loads of comments in the chat, but he's probably he'll be working <laughs> hard and, and playing hard in the comments as well. As both, but uh, in terms of a score prediction, then Christian, you said one. You're going for one-one. Yeah. I, I mean, I think one-one as well. But I think if we go, I think if we go a bit more adventurous with the um, selection, then I think we might we might do well. But it's going to be a difficult one either way, isn't it? Um, it's going to be a difficult game. Um, but yeah, let's leave it there because we've done 44 minutes, and I'm I'm starving. I need to go and have some food. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, the comments, to be honest, that's I've struggled to keep up with them. Mainly Jay just absolutely spamming us with loads of different comments. Uh but yeah. At work. At work, Jay yeah. at work. I might send a screenshot yeah. and go, this is Jay at work. <laughs> now nah, we're looking forward to when he's back and join us. He will. He'll have to he'll have to. He'll join us next year. Well, it's it's Paddy Berger's debut tomorrow, so he'll have to join us tomorrow or the day after, just in homage to his his hero. Um, but yeah, nice one everyone for jumping in. There's been loads of comments in there. Uh, really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll try and do one tomorrow to talk about hopefully Liverpool getting a, a good result against Napoli because I think we need it against them in particular to help our record against them. But we also needed to kind of get the Champions League kickstarted and get our season kickstarted a little bit more as well and maybe blood and mellow and Thiago back and Jota back and give them more minutes so it's all looking a little bit better on the injury front and hopefully looking a bit a little bit better on the uh, results front as well come tomorrow afternoon but yeah we'll leave it there nice one everyone nice one to Christian as well and uh, yeah we'll see you next time Podcast Network.